This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today's conversation is so good. So I invited on my 3-5 sacral manifesting generator client, Hope, who is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, certified holistic nutritionist, Reiki practitioner, and human design guide to talk about syncing your menstrual cycle to your human design. So this conversation was so fucking juicy. We got really into the depths of hormones and what centers connect with certain organs and hormones and endocrines and whatnot in the body and it was just a very wholesome conversation so hope is amazing at what she does she's also the creator of in balance a pilates based fitness franchise and the host of the hopeful and wholesome podcast so she works specifically with helping female entrepreneurs create balance and every aspect of their life with functional labs human design hypnotherapy and energy medicine so you're going to hear all of this come into conversation today and we're going to have some really great resources for you in the show notes as well so let's dive in hello everyone i'm really excited because i have one of my clients here her name is hope she's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and we're going to be diving into human design and menstrual cycle syncing and i'm so fucking excited to bring this conversation to you today because Hope and I have been working together for quite a few months now and this is part of her signature program that she has and I think that it's such a unique approach to cycle syncing because I know that women are very interested in human design and so to see that come into play with cycle syncing is really going to help you differentiate this and bring it to another level in terms of how you use it effectively in your life and in your business. With that being said, Hope, welcome to the channel. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Kayla. Me too. This is going to be so good. Oh, I'm pumped for this. You know, I'm really looking forward to this because I, my experience with my menstruation cycle, like just to give a bit of backstory to kind of normalize all conversations in this is Mm. I initially, when I was a teen, got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian disease. Mm. And then I had a Marina IUD for like eight years, two different ones. And one of the biggest things I dealt with was having irregular periods. I went off the marina. I actually got tested again. My hormones were regulated and it turns out that my quote PCOS was gone. And so I don't know. I feel like I'm one of those people where it's kind of a unicorn situation. My cycle synced normally. I'm currently on birth control. We can talk about birth control and cycle syncing after, but I would just really love to hear, you know, what is cycle syncing and how how is this going to help women? And we're going to dive into the layers of that more, but there's going to be a lot of different angles I think that we can bring to this and that's just one that I wanted to share from mine yeah yeah no I'm glad you shared that and I love women sharing stories and I like that you said like normalizing talking about this because I think that's the first thing to just say right out of the gate is like talking about your period is normal because if you're a woman on the face of the planet you have a period and you have it for a really long time so it's you know I've had conversations with so many of my friends about this and friends who have teenage daughters And I just, I am hoping that by the time my daughter is of that age, like it's a completely normal conversation and we're not ashamed to talk about periods and 
ashamed to talk about like a natural part of life. I mean, it's just, just like pooping and peeing. Like we all do it, right? It's like, it's the same thing. So let's just say it's normal to talk about periods. So that being said, cycle syncing is just what it sounds like. You're literally syncing your life to your cycle, to your menstrual cycle. And so it, like you said, there's a lot of layers to this. So we can, you know, take this conversation a lot of different ways, but it's understanding your cycle, understanding what's going on during the different parts of your cycle and being able to cater that to your life, how you're moving, how you're acting, how you're being, how you are showing up in your business, how you're showing up in relationships, how you're managing emotions. Like there's so many parts of that, but understanding how our hormones shift and change throughout the month and how that's affecting our productivity and our ability to create and produce things like to, to put out into the world. And the other thing I want to say, talking about like asking why it's so important. I think another important thing, and your listeners might've heard this before, but I feel like I have to like stand in my soapbox for this one is the whole hustle culture thing that we're so, you know, familiar with. This is this whole masculine construct, right? This thing has been, I mean, if you want to go down the, the uh, rabbit hole of the patriarchy, like, I mean, that's what it is really essentially because men run in a 24 hour hormonal cycle, right? Their hormones are the same every single day of the week. They start over in the morning. It's they're back to normal. Women run on a 28 day cycle. So our hormones are constantly shifting and changing throughout the month. Therefore, this like, you know, masculine construct of, of, of you know, a whatever, eight, nine hour workday, whatever, like working the same, producing the same productivity, the same output day in, day out. It doesn't, it literally makes no sense for women. Like it doesn't make sense. So if we really put on our like, our, our like deep thinking hats to think about that, it, I mean, you think it doesn't make logical sense. Why would I be doing this same thing as a man when my hormones work completely different and it's affecting so many aspects of our body in a different way. And that, that in the, you know, the different levels of estrogen and progesterone, like they were just totally different. So I want to say that outright right too, that that's really another really crucial part of cycle syncing is understanding that we as women are different than men, our hormones are different. And that's the really like the golden part of the cycle syncing is because we can understand that we do have these hormonal fluctuations throughout the month. But we can use this as our superpower and maximize our energy and productivity and and not feel see it as like a like a hindrance or like a a drudgery or like I mean for me because I'm the same like you, like I, I didn't have PCOS, but like, like for a long time, I mean I just, I was like dreading my period. It was the worst. It was the worst. I had, you know, I had really bad PMS when I was a teenager and it's yeah, we can talk about the pill too. I was on the pill for a while and I mean, it, you know, there's other parts to that too, but you can hate, you can like hate your period, right? But when you understand it and when you can learn it and when you can also learn how to balance things out so it's not like you feel like you're dying every month, like that's another part of it. Like we can have a normal period and not have, you know, really intense pain and all that. Um, You really can use it as your superpower. That was a really long answer to your question, but I just wanted to put all of it in there. No, that was great. Cause I think the things that you're really pointing out are obviously right away, like women and men operate differently and the world is really built on how men function like nine right. to five, you know, two weeks yeah. off a year. Like yeah. that is, it's not inclusive to a different hormonal cycle that women, you know, experience. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I really want to ask you about before we like get deeper into this is like, what are some red flags or some 
some really big fat hints for people to see as like, hey, you should be tracking your cycle. Mm. Like, this is why this is happening. Like, how can you in this mm-hmm. for a moment, take this advantage to make people more problem aware of like, here's why you should because you'll get this, this and this. But then it's kind of like, yeah, I want to I want to address the pain points. Like when yeah. somebody who's experiencing these, quote, lit- figurative and literal pain points, what are mm-hmm. those? Yeah, that's a good question. I I think the first part is understanding your cycle and just tracking it. And you can do that, you know, formally. There's a lot, a ton of apps out there that you can track your cycle. You can, you know, measure your basal body temperature every morning and do that whole thing. Like there's a lot of way to track, but it's like, I'd say first and foremost, just track your cycle. Understand how long is your, maybe your cycle's 26 days and not 28. Maybe it's 30 days to 28, right? Like there's fluctuations there maybe you bleed for six days and not like understanding like how long each of the phases are like how long do I usually bleed right at what point am I ovulating so if you can understand that like the physical parts of like your cycle and what's happening when that's I think that's first the crucial piece and then second that talking about you're saying literal and physical pain points I think I mean I mean everybody should be tracking so let me just say that too like all women should be tracking and understand understanding their cycle but you know, the pain points, the um, like symptoms and stuff that you might be feeling. If like PMS is one thing, like premenstrual syndrome is one thing with, you know, feeling kind of weepy, a little emotional, maybe irritable, maybe you've got some cramping, like those things are pretty normal. If it's intense though, or it disrupts your life, this is not normal. And we've been told that it is. That's the other thing, at least in the Western world. And I don't know how it is in Canada, but in the United States, it's like gynecologists are dead set on, oh, let's just throw birth control at it. And they never really look at why it's happening in the first place, right? Like, because because they, and they brush it off as normal, but it's not normal. It's not normal to have debilitating cramps where you can't function and you have to call in sick from work. It's not normal to be so tired that if you sat down, you would sleep for the next 12 hours. Like those things aren't normal. So if we can understand like the quote normal symptoms of a period, right? Like there's going to be things that happen to your physical body because your hormones are shifting, but it shouldn't disrupt your life. It shouldn't knock you on your butt. It shouldn't knock you out for, you know, a week at a time. So I think those are really good signs that there are some imbalances going on that probably need to be addressed. And that, you know, could be a part of the whole like tracking your cycle thing. It's also creating balance to kind of get things back on track. No, I love this. Really normalizing every woman tracking their specific cycle, right? And I think that, you know, like here, let's just get into the details. So I'm Mm -hmm. on a birth control pill and I still Mm -hmm. notice like I have a very light period. I literally Mm -hmm. wear a panty liner for like three to four days, if that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the like, I'll notice emotionally things shifting for me, you know, about a week before and then I'll get like breast tenderness. And it's like, Mm -hmm. in particular, my right breast is like, more tender than the other but like these are very specific fucking yeah, things yeah and some people like you need to track that for yourself like if all of a sudden yeah. in a month both my breasts my tatas were sore and achy I'd be like hey that's kind of fucking weird because that doesn't usually happen <laughs> right for me right but right. for some other people it might right so yeah, it's like yeah you know you're talking about the cycles but then I know that something else that you said that could be a really good metaphor is like how you can better understand your cycle through seasons Mm, so is mm -hmm. that like is that like applying to the seasons of the year or you know the seasons of life I feel like there's there's kind of a loaded question but yeah 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 I mean it can 
quite all that, but really, I think the seasons, like the like the seasons of the year, are really like how I liked it. And, and I love that when I was studying cycle syncing and doing all of this, I loved this metaphor because it kind of like I think it kind of, in a way it kind of destigmatized the period because it's like oh winter and summer, like these are like light words. And so I don't know. I feel like it was a little more like relatable for me, I guess, and 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 more palatable. And really and truly, when you really understand like the connection between the seasons and the cycles, or the parts of your cycle, like it, it just makes sense. So yeah, th that's really how I like to talk about it in terms of seasons. So we can really understand what our hormones are doing, what our body's doing, our energy, like all those parts apply to the seasons. Yes. And this is great because I know it ties into human design too, right? Like we have the manifestors and the manifesting generators and them having their energetic seasons and then even projectors like non-circle beings having their bouts of creativity. And we're going to get into that, but can you just go through right now and kind of explain the different phases of our cycle yeah. mm -hmm. and how that ties into, you know, the productivity piece. And then I know we're going to, we're going to start like bringing this into human design, which is really exciting. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I will go through all of the, I'll go through all this, the parts of the cycle. So starting with your menstruation phase, this is, so if you don't know this, and I say this like without judgment, a lot of people don't know day one of your period is your first day of bleeding. So if you didn't know that, now you know, <laughs> that's the first day of your period. So when we're looking at the, uh, the seasons, this is your winter, right? So this is, you if you think about winter, right, things are kind of, you know, they're hibernating, they're going inward, we're kind of tucking ourselves away, right? This is the winter. So if you think about in winter in terms of productivity, this is this is not really a season to create things. This is not a season to produce things, right? That typically happens in the spring, right? So in winter, we're kind of, you know, we're storing our, like, think of like animals hibernating, we're storing things away and we're going inward. And so this is a really great time for you to literally go inward, like be really introspective. I was just doing a post about this today. When you're in this part of your cycle, you're tuning into yourself, you're tuning into your intuition. Like this is a really not good time of the month to get these intuitive downloads. There is science that shows that during this part of your cycle, the right and left sides of your brain, hemispheres of your brain are more in sync, thus creating a stronger sense to like a stronger connection to your third eye. So more intuitive downloads can come through in this part of the month. And, and I love that part. I, I love that part. I mean, we are really, and that's when I say like, you can use your cycle as your superpower. I mean, men don't have that. Men can't do that. So that's what I'm saying. Like we're so much more power, powerful than we know. So for productivity wise, this, you know, like I said, this is not a time to be creative. Think of a time to maybe it's setting goals and intentions. It's just going inward. Maybe it's doing a lot of inner work. You're, you know, doing meditations and journaling. And again, just going inward and seeing what comes through, saving the actual like creating and producing parts for later. Setting goals and intentions is one thing, but like acting, acting on them is something else. So that's the winter. So that is the early follicular phase. So the late follicular phase is like, okay, you're done with the menstruation part. Now we're heading in towards ovulation. So it's like, like the second week of your cycle. And this is when we get into spring, right? And so if you think about spring, things are blooming, there's things are coming back to life and you start feeling like productive and you might start to do things. So this is when like you feel your energy start to come back because you've just been hibernating. So you feel your energy coming back. And this is when you can start producing. So your creative juices are going to start flowing again. And that's when you can put those to work. So start like 
acting on the intentions and the goals that you set in the winter. Now we can start acting on those. Um, setting like, like sales calls and networking events, like things where you can be social. I mean, this is when you're going to feel, you're going to feel the most social in this part in summer, which is ovulation. This is when you're going to feel most social. So I, with my clients, I caution them, like, be careful when you set things up because you can set a lot of things up when you're like in your spring and summer phase, like, yeah, it feels so good. And you're setting it for like, not the great part of your cycle. And then it comes and you're like, well, crap, like, I really don't feel like doing this now. So be careful with what commitments you make during your spring and summer, because you're going to feel really energized. But then think about like, am I still going to feel energized if I'm committing to something, you know, five weeks from now or whatever. But either way, during your spring, this is a good time to start producing, start being creative, letting the ideas flow, um, even like exercise, like you're feeling more energized, maybe more intense exercise to help you kind of burn off some of that, right? And then moving into summer, so spring, it kind of flows into summer. Summer is ovulation. Now, ovulation is really just a day, like of your period. It's just one. But the inner, this is when our hormones are at their peak. So we're feeling the best. We're most social, the most sexual, the most productive. Like this is when you can really get stuff done. So again, sales, because it, it's kind of similar to spring, but it's thinking of like networking events, sales calls, those kind of things, like setting those things up in this part of your cycle because we're feeling really productive and really energized. So we think about after summer comes fall, right? The leaves start falling off the trees. Things are kind of starting to like kind of go back down towards, it's like the, the, the come down from the summer leading into winter. And this is what our hormones are doing. So you just hit your peak of your hormones at ovulation and then they're gonna kind of start to come back down and we're gonna head towards winter. So during your luteal phase, this is the luteal phase, this is coming at the end, the, the backside of your period, the end of it, your cycle. Um, this is when you might start to feel like emotions start coming up, right? Your hormones are coming down. This might be the time where you're like, maybe you turn into a gremlin or maybe you, you know, start to get irritable with your kids, or your husband, right? These are the times too. So I will say this during this, this time, this is a really good time because like one of my mentors called it your BS meter. This is when your BS meter is at its peak because when you're, when you think about fall, fall is when, you know, think the leaves are falling off, what's no longer serving nature, it's, it's nature's letting go of it. This is what's happening to you. This is the best time of your cycle to let go of things that no longer serve you. So think people like you, you hear about that nesting phase, when women are pregnant. This is kind of that phase for your cycle, cleaning stuff out delegating stuff in your business where you're like, I actually hate doing this. So, you know, this is a good time for you to like do like an inventory of what you're doing and things you don't want to do anymore. Let it go. Cleaning out stuff, organizing stuff, like letting go of things that no longer serve you because your BS meter right now, because your emotions are like at a certain point, <laughs> your BS meter is like at its peak. So this is when like you were able to recognize the best, what no longer serves you. And I love that part. But at the same time, because your BS meter is like at its peak, this is when you might turn into the gremlin because it's like things are going to get under your skin and you're like realize like if you ever have an existential crisis in your business, it's typically this time of the month when it happens. And so I have to remind myself of that because I mean, it happens. It happens sometimes. I have to remind myself of that where it's like, okay, let's not burn it down today. Like let's give it, let's give it another week or so. And then we can like revisit things. So be careful with like decision making, like big decisions that need to be made that you're not in a place where you're making like completely 
completely emotional decisions because your emotions are at their height, right? In this part of your cycle. And so I like to save emotional decisions or decisions that have like emotions tied to them, like save those when we can be more clear headed about it. And just understanding if you do have decisions that you have to make during that part of your cycle, kind of like, you know, those with emotional authority, like let's ride that emotional wave and, and wait until we can kind of come to like a neutral point to really make clear decisions. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the, the short of the seasons. That was so great. I love how you tied in the seasons because I could just see it in my mind. I was like, okay, like the first like winter and then moving into spring and then summer and mm -hmm. then fall, like it's, it created a really easy metaphor for me yeah. to be like, this is what's happening. And then if I, cause if somebody's like, oh, you're in the follicular phase, I'll be like, what the fuck is what? that? And yeah. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> exactly. but then I'm like, oh, it's the spring after, mm -hmm. you know, winter, like, and this is what happens in spring. And I actually understand it more. So that was yes. so helpful. That was really yes. helpful. Good. I'm so, so glad. This is a side question, but let's say speaking for myself, and there's obviously going to be people listening to this who are on birth control. Mm -hmm. What do you recommend for them? Like just follow the same thing based on their, their pill cycle that they're on. Cause like, we're not going to have the same, well, I mean, some people might, but for me, like, I don't feel like I have like big highs and lows, sure. right. Cause I don't technically ovulate, ovulate right? right. And it's not sure. a, and they say, quote, it's not a real period, like air quotes, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> how do we, how do we address that for yeah. the, the yeah. pill takers? That's a good question. That's a really good question. So if you are on any sort of birth control or if you, if you don't have a period, like if you have something like amenorrhea, which is just the absence of a period, maybe you're trying to get your period back. Um, I'd say the best thing, so for, for a birth control, I think the best thing is to follow, yeah, like your pill cycle. So, you know, you have the part of your pill cycle where it's supposed to be your period, or it is your period, where when you're bleeding, but you, you may or may not bleed like a lot, right? So I'd say like, that's going to be week one and just follow the, this, the, you know, the pill cycle, how the pills are. And so, yeah, I mean, you're not going to have the intense, probably, probably, I'll say probably, I can't generalize everybody, but for the most part, you're not going to have the intense, you know, fluctuations with your hormones, but your hormones are still changing a little. And so I think the best thing is just to follow the pill cycle. But yeah, pill cycle. If you are someone who doesn't have a period, and I'm not talking about menopause, I'm talking about like, for some reason, you've lost your period, or maybe you're working on getting it back. I'd say the best place to get started is just following the moon cycle. Like, and, and I say that, like, I, I teach a lot about uh, seed cycling too, and helping that, using that to balance your, your hormones. And, and I say that for women who are menopausal to do seed cycling, like, yeah, I mean, you're not going through the fluctuations like a menstruating woman, but you can still benefit from the seeds. And so I say, just follow the moon cycle. That's what I love about like nature, universe, everything is tied into, like you think about the feminine wisdom, feminine energy, like we really do follow the cycle of the moon. So if you don't have a period, just follow the cycle of the moon, right? Start with the full moon as day one, and then just go from there. Um, but with the pill, I'd say just follow, the, follow the, um, the pill cycle. Okay. Awesome. And I think the other thing I've been doing, you're talking about apps earlier. And the one that I use for free is called flow. And there's so yeah. many other ones there's that, so many, yeah. that women can use, mm -hmm. but I think even just, and I can be better at this is just noting my emotions on certain dates and like really paying attention to, you know, like, Oh, am I feeling like horny this day? Or am mm -hmm. I crying this day? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm craving like 10 pounds of chocolate on this day. Like paying attention to that because that's still, I can still see how that happens. And in particular, yeah. It's funny you're talking. I actually love the example that you gave about the bullshit meter because right before I do get my period, 
I now that you said it, there's just things I cannot fucking stand. I'm like, you're gonna <laughs> leave crumbs on the kitchen counter right now? Like, yep. how fucking dare you? And my fiance's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, and I'm just like actually losing my mind over it. And it's so dumb. And I'm looking at myself later and I'm like, wow, that was wild, you know? So yeah. <laughs> you like you're like completely irrational for no reason at all like it's I know that feeling so yeah it happens literally I know when you're talking about the gremlin and I was I was on mute like laughing so hard I'm like yes I am a fucking gremlin I totally relate to that it happens we're all you know we all turn into gremlin every now and then it's cool so good okay so we've really I feel like we've painted such a great picture of like what cycle syncing is how you can track it the important things to pay attention to, what to do if you're on birth control so that you can still participate in this. So I feel like now it's time to bring in our favorite thing, which is human design and talk about how does human design tie into our wellness and how is our wellness connected to our business? Like this connection, because now we're bringing in periods, human design business. So this is like such a juicy conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I... I love this conversation about the connection between human design and your wellness. And I mean, your listeners probably know, you know, they know a lot of this because you talk about gene keys and human design so much, but I, this was a piece that I brought in after I had, I had been working in my FDM practice for a while and I wanted to bring like this energetic, like spiritual piece into things. And I couldn't really figure out what was missing. And this, it was the human design piece. Like this is what was missing. I realized what an impact that human design had made on my life. And so I realized like, okay, if it's making this much of an impact on me and on my health and my energy, you know, all the things that I know it's going to help my clients. And so for me, how I see it, when you're looking at wellness through the lens of human design, right, we spend a lot of time, energy, I would say energy, not time. We spend a lot of energy being something or someone that we are not designed to be, right? And when we do this, we're, we're, and I hate, I don't really love using the word wasting, but, but in this, I mean, in a, I feel like that's what it is. We're wasting a lot of energy being something that we're not. And when we start doing that for too long, we start to meet resistance. And we talk a lot about resistance in terms of human design, you know, the not self theme. This is our like compass of where we're meeting the resistance. And I, I did a post about this a couple months ago, but your not self theme, when we stay in that not self theme for too long, this is going to start manifesting itself on the physical body right? Because we're meeting that resistance. So now we have these kind of either blockages in energy, stagnation in energy in the body, the energy, your life force is not freely flowing through your body. Thus, it's going to create imbalances in the body and it's going to start to affect your physical body. And so it starts to show up in, you know, our immune system or our gut or hormones or our skin, or, you know, there's all these places that it's going to show up in the body. So for me, that's, that's where I love the tie with the human design piece, because now I can understand I mean, the not self theme is huge. So I feel like I always like to start there with people like, let's at least know that part. And then diving into the other pieces and <clears throat> understanding like how your energy flows, decision making, like all those pieces of the chart to help reduce as much resistance as possible. So we can allow that energy to flow freely and allow the body just to work in the most balanced way. I'm loving this. And I'm really thinking and realizing that like, let's say for, okay, here's like a, a very specific example. Let's say a projector or a manifestor reflector, they discover human design and they realize they've been operating like a sacred being, like either mm -hmm. generator, manifest generator. And so they've been 
outputting so much energy, building things, creating things Mm -hmm. that could turn into things like painful periods Mm -hmm. or issues in the womb, right? Mm -hmm. Because the, Mm -hmm. the, I know I'm talking about the centers, right? But like the sacral center Mm -hmm. is, is not operating how it's meant to be operating because it's, it's constantly going as if it is defined, but it's not. Exactly. So I wanted to just give like a specific example. We can yeah. obviously talk in like full-blown human design language because I think that's so important. And I was actually, mm-hmm. this this thought came to me when I was listening to you. I feel like the real secret sauce of getting back into that, that energetic flow in your body is following your strategy and authority. Because let's say, for example, you know, you're a, a splenic manifester. And it's like, you're not listening to your intuition, mm-hmm. right? You're ignoring those, those intuitive nudges. Like the spleen's all about safety, security, and, mm-hmm. and your fears. And it's like, if you're always operating in fear, I wouldn't be surprised if people had issues with their spleen. Totally. Like, what the are- immune system. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's, that's a huge, that's a huge piece. So it, with, especially with projectors, I find that like immune things, this is so common for them with their immune things when, um, and like you're talking about splenic projectors. So specifically, yeah, I mean, your spleen is associated with your immune system. So naturally immune things are going to come up. And in this, I love that you pointed out the sacral because that's a huge one, a huge one. And I think, you know, between the sacral center and the root center, the root center is associated with your adrenals, the sacral with your reproductive organs between those two whether we're like going and going and don't know how to stop, like that pressure from the root centers, like we don't know what to do with it. Or like you're talking about the sacral, where it's like we have, you know, both of those are so common with the women that I work with. And I have, I mean, there's so, I mean, I have so many stories I could tell you. There's so many stories I can tell you about like how that shows up in their business, how that's showing up in their body. And it is like, just like you're saying, like I'm thinking specifically of this manifestor client that I had that she was totally operating like a generator and her hormones were all over the place. Like she was in this constant cycle of ovarian cysts and just, you know, just a ton of stuff going on, but it's so common. And the other piece, because I do a lot of energetics and we do, I do a lot of um, like working through emotional release and identifying stored emotions in that, that kind of thing. With the sacral center, the big emotions that come from this center are guilt and shame or big emotions that live in the center. And as women, like we're basically like genetically predisposed to just live with guilt and shame. Like I think again, the patriarchy, it's like we're born with it. Like we can't help ourselves. And so those things like cause so much resistance in the body. And so that's just another, again, another thing that's working against us in our sacral center that we really have to work to release. Yes. Can you give some more examples? Like you were, you were saying a few minutes ago, Mm. how you have so many examples of like Mm. different clients, different types where they've had issues with certain centers or they're Mm -hmm. not self-themed and that's Mm -hmm. created hormonal issues that are affecting their cycle. Can you give those specific examples? Because I feel like some people are going to have their chart up right now and be like, okay, like what is going on (laughs) as we're listening to this? Yes. So uh, let's see my manifestor client that I was thinking about. So this is a crazy story about her. I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the short version. So she had it was a cycle of ovarian cysts. Um, she was having trouble losing weight, even though she felt like she was doing all the things. Um, she had a few other things. She was dealing with some anxiety. Again, it's the root, the, uh, root center. And so we were doing this emotional release session, right? And we kind of go into this hypnotic process, identifying where these sort of emotions are. So when the, in this hypnosis we're doing she identifies this sort of motion very specific and I have some people do this and they're like it's kind of here that she was very specific 
she felt this nail, it was the shape of a nail, and she specifically said her left ovary, right? So we go through the process, we're releasing it, we, she identifies this emotion as shame, like surprise, surprise. We find this instance in her childhood where it happened, the whole thing. So we work through the whole thing. Two days later, she sends me a text and she says she's in the hospital with an ovarian cyst that ruptured. I'll give you one guess. It was in her left ovary. Like that blew my freaking mind, blew my freaking mind. So when, when I, I was like, I'm sorry, you're in pain, but oh my gosh, girl, like you just released something huge. Like this is, this is a big deal. So that was one of the most mind blowing, like, holy crap kind of things for her. And she was a manifester again, operating as a generator. I've had quite a few projector clients um, where the immune system thing come up, just overall inflammation in the body for them, like inflammation that was causing, like one of them, it was kind of chronic pain and um, like, like debilitating fatigue. Like she, it was, it was so bad for her that she had to quit her job. She had to move back home. Like she couldn't, she couldn't work. Like she could hardly get out of bed. She was just so tired and she could digest like maybe like six foods. Like she was, it was, she could hardly eat anything. And there was multiple factors at play for her. She was a projector and had no idea how to operate as, you know, she was designed. And the other piece of that there was, she was, um, she was, working through some trauma from a narcissistic relationship we did a lot of work on her throat chakra um which you know there's a lot of stuff going on there from that and so that really helped things so there's multiple factors at play there um and then i've had, I haven't had a, a couple other projector clients and both of them hormonal issues like one pcos like you mentioned pcos early earlier um the other one just like terrible periods and um just just hormonal imbalances um, but so I, I will say, like, I feel like those are the most common. It's like the overall inflammation. And I really do think that's just closely tied, closely tied to um, just how your immune system is reacting. And then too, I think the, the, um, the root center and the sacral center, just not having that awareness and that connection to those centers and understanding how to manage your energy in those centers, like really affects your hormones, your productive system, all of it. That's so interesting. Can you, okay, you, earlier you talked about how the root center is connected with the adrenals and then mm -hmm. obviously the sacral center is connected with the womb, mm -hmm. the splenic center is connected with your immune system. Can you talk mm -hmm. about all the centers and Each like what the, they're connected this, to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So your root center adrenals and then kind of like your lower digestive system, your sacral, your reproductive organs, your splenic center is associated with your immune system. So your spleen, your immune system, your solar plexus is associated with your thymus, which is um, helps also helps with your immune system. Your heart center is associated, actually your heart center is associated with your thymus, helps with your immune system. Your solar plexus is associated with your pancreas. And so that's helping digest food, like I think blood sugar regulation, um, digestive enzymes, helping digest your food. I will say this, this is what's interesting about the solar plexus. So we know our solar plexus is the emotional center, right? So I, this is not by accident. I love this part of, of the chart. The solar plexus is associated with a lot of our detox organs. So we think about if we're not processing our emotions, we're not feeling the emotions, you think your emotions are literally stored as toxins in the body. Like your body cannot let go of toxins. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I love that part. And that is, that's something else. And I forgot about that until I'm talking about it right now. That's something else that comes up a lot is working on like your body's not detoxifying. Like you're holding on to toxins. You're holding on to excess estrogen. Like that's causing more. Because if your body can't uh, detox 
toxins. It's not detox and excess hormones. So estrogen dominance is like a big common thing for women. It's just because your body is recirculating estrogen because it can't get rid of it. Your body can't do what it needs to do to get rid of it. And there's so much tied to that solar plexus, to the emotional center and us not being able to manage the energy through that. Like that's a huge one. So that's a big one. And then let's see, I said the heart center associated with the thymus and then your throat centers associated with your thyroid. And so think like metabolism, how you're metabolizing food. Um, and then your third eye is associated with your pituitary gland. So if you think about, or your, your pineal gland, pineal gland. So think about um, like your circadian rhythm. And if, if you've ever done, like, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he talks a lot about the pineal gland and like activating the pineal gland to like go into like um, different states of consciousness. So you think about that, your third eye, like it's all that's related. And then your crown is associated with your pituitary gland. <clears throat> your pituitary is like the... It's like the master gland, right? So all the other glands kind of take orders from your pituitary. It's like the manager. So think about the crown, like that makes a lot of sense, the crown center um, or the head center. And so uh, it's kind of giving orders. So it's like, you know, your pituitary talks a lot to your thyroid, it talks a lot to your adrenals. You think about the HPA axis, it's your hypothalamus, your pituitary and your adrenals. Like all of those parts have to talk to each other, but your pituitary is just kind of like the manager over all the other glands. That is so interesting. I kind of knew that the body was connected to, you know, the, the, like the, sorry, the centers were connected to the body, but mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to hear that. Cause obviously the centers in human design are derived from the chakra system. And the right. chakra system is also going to be connected to, right. you know, these organs and, mm -hmm. and glands and everything in the body, but it's just, it's so interesting right so then it's coming back to like well if you're having issues in the throat or you're having issues in the emotional solar plexus like mm -hmm. what are you doing and not doing to hold that energy in yeah. and how can you embody your human design so that you are actually op operating in a way that's aligned for you energetically so that you move that mm -hmm. energy so that's really the understanding that that I'm getting from you sharing this, which is yeah. so fascinating to yeah. me. It's, it is, I mean, me too. And I love, like, for me, I love the connection, like, between woo and science. And we've talked about this before. Like, that's what excites me the most is just bringing the world of woo and the world of science together, because that's what it is. And if you look at traditional Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine says that the balance of yin and yang in the body comes from balance in your endocrine system, which is your glands. So, I mean, it's, that's the balance of the body. It's understanding the endocrine system and your energy. Like it's all related. It's all connected. Yes. Okay. Wait, there's one thing I want to ask just to double check. So we have the three awareness. I, this is, I'm just like connecting the dots. Now we have the three awareness centers in the human design charts. We have the spleen, the emotional solar plexus and the Ajna or the, the third eye, as you called okay. it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are, what are they associated with again in the body? Cause I'm just thinking of it from like an energetic awareness point. And then mm -hmm. what are those three points in the body? Yeah. So your third eye is your pineal gland. And that's one that's associated with your circadian rhythm, your splenic center okay. is associated with your spleen. So helping with like, uh, uh, like filtering out, it's, it's kind of like a detox organ kind of with your immune system. It kind of works both together. And then what was the third one? The spleen, the ajna, and the, the solar plexus. The solar plexus is your your pancreas and your detox organs. So your spleen and your solar plexus both have to do with like, like detox and yeah. Yeah. And so the reason why I wanted to point that out. 
Yeah, the reason why I wanted to point that out is just because those are the three awareness centers in the human design chart, right? And those three awareness centers specifically have to do, I mean, the Ajna is about this resting. Mm -hmm. And then the spleen and the emotional solar plexuses are essentially like detoxification. So it's so, Mm -hmm. I just, it's like, holy shit, you know, because if you have... (laughs) Any of those centers defined or undefined, then that's obviously going to play a major role if you're in alignment with, yes. you know, how you're meant to be operating with them, yes. defined or undefined. So actually mm-hmm. we didn't, we talked about the centers, but we didn't talk about mm-hmm. the difference between, you know, when they're defined versus undefined. Mm-hmm. And then also even like, we, we're still tapping into hormones and everything. We're talking about cycle syncing, but how does that tie into like in. defined, yeah. undefined, and then syncing it with human design? Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I'm working with my clients, I first of all, just like them to understand like the difference between their defined and undefined. But I think like going back to what I was saying at the beginning, working through the seasons, I think there's a part where with looking at within each season, there's kind of a focus on certain centers within each season. So like, for example, thinking about winter when you're menstruating, right? That's your winter. Thinking about your root and your ego center because you have this pressure to like push through and just like get things done, but it's checking in with your root and your ego center, right? Like, do you have what defined or undefined, like understanding those parts? And then, you know, is it feeling the internal pressure, feeling the external pressure? So checking in with those. And then because like I mentioned that that part of your cycle is when the right and the left hemispheres of your brain are more in sync. And so it's you're more um, connected with kind of getting those intuitive downloads. So like tuning into your third eye and your Ajna, like really paying attention to that, those those ideas and stuff that are coming from your Ajna, because we're more connected to our third eye and being able to listen to that. Um, and then, and then, so, so I like to be able to pull out those. So there's certain centers that we can look at within each part of your cycle to kind of hone in on and understand, you know, kind of the strengths and challenges with, defined versus undefined centers there I love how it ties into actually what you just said was so brilliant like for example looking at the winter phase paying attention to let's say the motor centers right so yes the root center but then also the emotional solar plexus the heart center and the sacral because those centers they want to move they want to get shit done Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. like being able to pull back and trust that cyclical experience right like that's so that's so fascinating oh my god Mm -hmm. I love this so much Mm -hmm. so how can, how can we use this? Like having all of this wisdom now, how is it applicable to business? And like, how, how is it going to help us manage our energy and maintain alignment in how we show up in business? Yeah. Yeah. So going back to how I was explaining the different seasons, right? Understanding productivity and energy and output and basically kind of what you were saying just then, like understanding like your sacral, use the examples of sacral, knowing when to pull back and trust. That's kind of what it is because yeah, like during winter, we're at this, like I said before, this isn't a time to be creative or produce things, right? It's, it's really a time to go inward. And so can we step back from that like creative process? Can we step back from the need to be producing things? And can we go inward and really see like what's meant to come through throughout the rest of the month? right? Can we, you know, maybe not schedule your sales calls and stuff. Like that. And, and I do that. I don't do, I don't do discovery calls. I don't do sales calls. I don't do calls during that part of my cycle. I just don't. I'm not saying I don't do anything because I do, but I'm not doing that. 
and understanding like, okay, I'm going to save that part for like we talked about the spring and the summer, right? And knowing that, okay, when, and, and, and again, I think I want to say this too, because I've, I had somebody ask me this one time, like, okay, so am I just supposed to like sit around for that first week of my cycle and not do anything? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But you can be, and we've had this conversation before because this is a struggle, my own struggle is learning how to be and not to do all the time. And that's really what that winter phase of your cycle is about. It's how can we be more and do less during this phase of our cycle. And it's through that, giving yourself that space and that time to just be that the creative juices and all the things that you're going to produce in the spring and summer part of your cycle are just going to be able to flourish even more because you've given yourself that space to just be and let the creative juices kind of marinate. I feel like you kind of visual as like letting the dust settle and just kind of let things marinate. And then I'm like tuning into my intuition and I'm, you know, tuning into these intuitive downloads and then you can bring that forward into the rest of the month. And so then, yeah, looking at, you know, um, like the spring and the summer. Okay, maybe this is when you work on your launches, right? This is when you're like really getting stuff done. You're like getting stuff to uh, cross off on your to-do list. You're, you know, you're creating the videos and the audios and you're, you're, you know, making your program or you're launching your program. Like this is like the active stuff where you're producing and you're creating, like this is the a action phase of your cycle. And then, you know, getting to that fall part that we talked about, allowing that to be the time where, you can kind of assess things, right? Like maybe it's a time to assess like how things are working. And again, like I like I mentioned when I was talking about the fall, like it's maybe it's a time to figure out what needs to be delegated because you're realizing like, okay, maybe I'm, I did too much in the spring and the summer. I'm feeling a little burnt out because I think that's another thing to, to keep in mind too is not to get overzealous in the spring and summer part of your cycle and then just burn yourself out because that defeats the purpose too. Like, it's not about like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna like slow down during this week, but then I'm just gonna go like balls to the wall, like not stop for two weeks. Like that, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> so if we can like be able to manage our energy within that and then, you know, take the, the fall part of your cycle to kind of assess and step back and have these kind of, um, like analyze how things are working. I think that's a good way to use that time. So yeah, I think it's just planning in your business. It's planning when are my like quote action phases, my creative phases, right? When are my resting phases where I'm, again, not like resting as in you're going to sleep for a week, but where am I like taking the time to just be and not do, I'm not producing. I don't have to constantly be producing because really and truly, if you go back to what I was, we were talking about at the beginning, like the whole masculine construct of like hustle culture if we're constantly producing and constantly creating, we're just falling back into that masculine hustle culture. Like we're not meant to be constantly producing and creating. And if you think about what a, a woman's body does, like we're not constantly making babies our whole life. Like there's a season and a time for that, right? There's a season and a time to create and there's a season and a time to just be. So I think honoring those parts of our cycle is, is how you can really use that in the most powerful way. This is so great. I, I love so much everything that you've shared to this point. You know, it's like, just to kind of summarize, we've talked about, you know, the cycle, what cycle syncing is, like the importance of tracking your cycle and then really understanding like your human design chart and how the different centers connect with different organs and glands and hormones in the body. And then looking at like, are you living in alignment with your human design? And I love how personal that is because the way that you talk to a manifester versus a projector in tracking their period and how they they work their energy is still going to be very different and especially if you compare it to like a generator or cycle generator it's not just like mm -hmm. oh this is why you need to rest it's like well actually 
you are a non-energy projector. You don't have any motor centers defined. So if you continue to burn yourself out, these are the hormones that are going to get out of whack. And this is the physical symptoms that you're going to experience. Like there's just, it just connects so well. And I just, I'm so interested in this. Like I, I find it so fascinating and it makes sense because then it's not just a should this is why you should delegate. This is why right. you should do letter activities in this week. It's like, well, it's literally in your human design, right? <laughs> like this is how you can actually create a framework that works for you. Like it's not just because you're a woman and these are your cycles. Like it, it's a very personal thing to that person's mm-hmm. energetic definition that they have or don't have. So I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And there was a question I wanted to ask you in terms of, can you give an example of what your life was like before you discovered human design mm-hmm. and cycle syncing and after mm-hmm. and how that's affected you like personally but then also in your business as well mm-hmm. yeah no that's a really good question um I think so just like a little bit of backstory I was like I, I mentioned before I was on birth control for a while and it was one of those things. And I think this part of it is like going through my FDN training. It, it kind of pissed me off that I was on birth control for so long because I got, I got on birth control because I had horrible periods. Like, again, like I was saying before, like everybody's like, oh yeah. That, or the doctor's like, oh yeah, that's normal. I'll just, you know, I'll put on birth control. I'll fix it. Well, I mean, yeah, I had helped with my horrible periods, but it didn't fi- fix why my period was bad in the first place. So that was really the main reason I got on it. It was just, I mean, it was knocking me out every month. It was just, it was horrible. And so I was on it for a while. And when I, when I decided I wanted to have kids, I I got off of it, obviously. And, and I think that was when I was going through my FDN training. And I, when you go, when I go through my FDN training, you have to do all the labs on yourself. So if if you don't want a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, I basically, I do functional labs to help people get to the root cause of chronic symptoms, right? So I have to do, we, I do labs. So I had to run the labs myself. So when I ran the labs myself and, you know, I find myself, I'm like a healthy person. I've, I've, I've generally, and I will say, I've been blessed to pretty much always be healthy. I mean, I had issues growing up. I had issues with my period, I had issues with my digestive system, but nothing where I was like, you know, super sick all the time or like in the hospital or anything like it was, you know, I could still live my life. So I feel blessed that I've, I'm a healthy person and, you know, I eat healthy. I work out all the time. I go in a freaking Pilates studio. I'm like, oh, I'm healthy, but I get my labs back and I'm like, oh, okay, that's not good. So my adrenals are like in the toilet, like barely functioning. My gut's like just all not balanced at all. Like there were so many things going wrong in my body where I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And so part of it was, there was a lot of factors to this, but it was like, I had, disordered eating behaviors for a while. So I think a lot of that was like catching up to me with mineral deficiencies and stuff. Um, my periods were, again, I never fixed my periods because I got a birth control. And so that was part of it. And my adrenals were just totally shot. I was just in this constant cycle of, I mean, crap. At the time I was working probably, I don't know, 13 to 15 hours a day, five days a week. Um, I'd work on weekends too, not as long, but I would still work on weekends. So I like had no there's no boundaries. Like I had no boundaries and I was just running myself into the ground. There was constantly me doing and producing and me falling into that hustle culture thing that, you know, that we, a lot of us fall into, where I just feel like I constantly had to be doing and producing all the time. And so for me, getting back to your original question, I think the cycle syncing part for me was that like, I, I struggled for so long trying to get out of that cycle 
of my cycle. I'm saying cycle a lot, but this cycle of me, like constantly have to be doing and constantly have to be producing and constantly have to, man, I just have to do more. And to get this, I just have to do more and just keep doing more, keep doing more. And for me, when I was tuning into cycle syncing, that was the only thing that really helped me break that cycle. Human design helped because at some point during that time, I found human design and that helped because I understand why I was operating the way I was and all that. But I think the cycle syncing was the piece where it's like, I don't know, for some reason, something within that clicked where I'm like, okay, so my body, right? If you And if you think about your cycle, think about just like logically thinking about your cycle, you're, you ovulate one day a month. So really like there's a very finite window of when you're making a baby. So, okay. So during my, I'm not like fertile 28 day, 365 days of the week, right. Or the year. So it means like, I'm not constantly meant to be making things, creating. That's why I said before, like we don't make babies. We're not meant to make babies all year, every day, right. There's a certain time of your period where we're fertile to make babies. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so my body's not like constantly on to be creating a human every day of the month. So, okay, maybe there's something to that. Like maybe I'm not supposed to be creating and doing every day of the month. I don't know. For some reasons that clicked with me somehow. So I think understanding my cycle and really changing it. And, and after I had, well, after I got off of birth control the first time we had my first kid, I never get back on birth control. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay off and I'm just going to work to balance my hormones. And I was really scared because like after, you know, got done with the whole breastfeeding thing and you start to get your period back, I was really scared because I'm like, I heard, I've heard horror stories like, oh, your periods are terrible when they come back. And, and I honestly didn't know what my period was like without birth control, but I did so much work leading up to that, that it was really fine. And like, after like the second month, I'm like, okay, like I can do this. This is, this is good. So I just kind of kept the work. I, I kept um, working on like balancing my gut and, you know, the seed cycling thing, I talked about that before, like working on like my internal parts and then the seed cycling or the, uh, the cycle singing thing just kind of fell into place too. And I think that also helped me continue the healing process within myself. And I think too, it was like, it was a physical healing part, right? Cause it did help keep my periods normal and everything. But I think it was also on some level, it was like this emotional, spiritual thing for myself, like owning those parts of me as a woman and understanding, like I was saying before, like the power that we have as a woman and owning that and understanding it and honoring that part. I feel like it's, it's a super empowering thing when you really think about it. And so I think that was the other piece for me is for me, cycle syncing is yes, it makes sense and it's logical and it helps, but it's also, I want it to be empowering for people understanding and owning, like we are so much more powerful than we think, than we give ourselves credit for as women and we have this divine, divine feminine energy that is like bursting to come out of us if we can just understand how it works and how our bodies operate. I just, I just feel, I just feel like it's just a really empowering experience to be able to understand these parts of us and just lead life with these parts of us. Yeah. And I really hear too, just being able to have this knowledge that you're sharing allows us to take responsibility for our yeah. bodies as well and not be a victim to how they're exactly. operating. Because mm -hmm. when they're, when they're inflamed, when we have weight, we can't lose when we're having painful periods, like it's trying to tell us that what we're doing and how we're being and taking action isn't working. So that's right. how we can take responsibility. And I feel like the exactly. human design piece, 
I mean, even with, with us, like in our sessions and like, let's say, you know, you're really in your head and you're just, you're, you know, you're thinking too much and it's like, well, I can't see this differently. And it's like, well, this is your Ajna out of alignment. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you keep operating that way, it's going to affect your pineal gland, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, there's just such a consequence behind it and giving like even more of a purpose to embodying your human design is what I'm hearing too, because it's like, oh, you're a manager and you're meant to inform and respond and initiate and do this. And like, that's cool. And it's fun. And, you know, you want to walk around and have this ease and flow in the way you live your life and your business. But it's like, well, actually, if you don't listen to your sacral, you are susceptible to Mm -hmm. ovarian cysts and you Mm -hmm. are susceptible to painful periods. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like there's an actual consequence to not prioritizing Mm -hmm. how you're designed to operate within your human design. Like that's really what I'm also hearing. And I just wanted to like amplify that on top of really talking about the cycle part. And it's like the human design, like it just fits so well together. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And and that was a huge part for me learning too, because I have an open root center and learning that I'm like, oh God, like no wonder I was dealing with the dream. Like my adrenals were like, when I say they were in the toilet, like they were, they were trash. They were completely trash. So like understanding, like saying like, oh, my open roots center, like duh. So yeah, I mean, just being able to put the puzzle pieces together and then understanding like, you know, recognizing when that pressure starts coming, like knowing what to do with it. Like now I know what to do with the pressure. Like I can, I can recognize it. I have the awareness and I know what to do with it. So the awareness piece is huge. And yeah, I mean, the, the human design stuff just ties so perfectly together to just, I mean, it's all just like connecting the dots and putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. It's, oh my God. So speaking of connecting the dots and bringing the pieces together, can you please share about your program, The Aligned Entrepreneur? Because yes. this has been the thing that we've <laughs> been putting together the last several months. And I, now that we've had this conversation, I'm even more excited for you. So please take the floor and share about this because it's, Thank I think it's you. fucking awesome. Yes. 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 So yeah, it's been, it's been a work in progress for a while because I like started out, like I wanted to be one thing. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I wanted to be more. And like me and Kayla had conversations of course, I felt like I was trying to put too much in, but then I'm like, but this is what I want it to be. So it's really what we've been talking about today. It's putting together cycle syncing, human design and energetics and putting all of that together so just like it, the innately aligned entrepreneur, like you innate, like your intuition, you're instinctually being aligned, becoming aligned based on your cycle, your human design. And then the energetics piece is really important because of what I was talking about too. And I think, I think that was the piece where I like at first I wasn't going to put it in and then I decided to, because I find that like, just from the examples that I shared, I mean, you can see how much the energetics play a part in it and understanding like where we're holding on to emotions in different energy centers, how that's blocking the flow of energy. So all of these pieces are being put together. And so it's understanding your cycle, understanding what cycle syncing is, understanding how, what that looks like for you. And then it's also understanding your human design and putting that with the cycle sneaking. So it's more ease and flow in your business and your life and your relationships in your body. And then offering the chance to really see what's going on in your body. And this is the other piece I wanted to bring in, because like I said, for like my own experience, I thought I was, I thought I was a healthy person and not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not a healthy person, but I wasn't at the level I thought I was. And seeing my completely trashed adrenals was a wake up call for me. And two, I I like to bring that into my clients because I'm like, you can feel like everything's fine until you see the data. Like the data is important in understanding. And two, I think the other piece is when people come to me before we run labs, it's they feel like something's off, but they're like, I don't really know what it is. 
And when I can run the labs and we have the information from, it's like we can put a name to it. Oh, it's your adrenals. Oh, it's your estrogen. Oh, it's your liver. And that's right. We can look and see what's happening. And so running those labs to see like what's going on with your hormones, what's going on with your adrenals, your mineral balance, like seeing that and tying that to, because this is what I love about the work that you putting the science and the woo together, because we can look at, at what's going on in parts like your adrenals and your hormones and your mineral balance. And we can put that together with your energy centers and your chakras, just like we just did in this episode. We tied together the glands and the organs associated with energy centers. Then we can start to see like, okay, why is um, you know, your liver having trouble detoxifying. Let's let's talk about that, right? Is it something going on in your emotional center, right? Is it something like, are you harboring this emotion, right? So we're looking at things, connecting dots when we have the labs in front of us. So putting all of those pieces together, it's a really comprehensive program. And I, I, I'm glad that it took as many iterations as it took for me to get to this point, because I feel like I would have gotten, like I would have launched this and then it would have been missing pieces, and it would have been incomplete. But having that data where it's like, okay, we have the labs, we're looking at the labs, this is what's going on. So you have like, from the beginning, this is what's happening in your body. We have the labs, we have the results, you can see on paper, this is what's happening. This is the state we're in. And this is this is our starting point. Now we know where we're starting from to move forward. And then using the tools like cycle syncing, human design and energetics to help bring balance back to the body and restore function, which brings balance to your business. And so I, I think the cycle syncing part well, and the human design part, it's so I just love the overlap with your wellness and with the business, because I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same, but you can apply it to so many different ways and understanding um, like, you know, business concepts with sales and marketing and launching and call, you know, all those things, applying that to your human design, your cycle, but then understanding how that's going to affect your health and your wellness, your relationships, communication, all of those other pieces. Yes. This is amazing. I really love how it's, it's going to be an opportunity for people to decondition how they're showing up in their business, because if people are just like, Oh, I need to launch quarterly. And then they go into these big ass launches, but then the week that you launch is the week that you have your period and you're wondering why you just want to be in bed all day, but you're trying to make 50 grand. Mm -hmm. Like that's not going <laughs> to fucking work. Like that is yep. not going to fucking work. So it's yep. not, you know, and what I love is because you bring in the science aspect and you have the energetics, it's not just about following your human design and feeling better and aligned. <laughs> it's like, here's your fucking organs and what they're yep. telling you. Like mm -hmm. it's actually so concrete which I love. Yes. And I love the fact that you can test before, mm -hmm. go through the program, work with you, make the changes and test after and actually mm -hmm. be able to, to see the difference. See right. The difference. So there's yep. like, yeah, there's like the scientific difference, but then there's also the difference of you used to do quarterly launches to try and make, you know, $50,000 a launch on the weeks of your period and didn't realize it. And now you mm -hmm. literally shifted it like one week and instead you're making 75k because of it you know what yeah. I mean like it's just yeah, like that's sure. a total possible possibility to yeah. happen when you actually take this seriously yes absolutely yep oh my gosh so if people want to connect with you learn more about you and take that next step towards enrolling in your program where can they find you you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the hope Pedraza. So you can check me out there. I have a podcast as well. 
that Kayla's been on before. So it's Hopeful and Wholesome is the podcast. And I have a lot of great episodes there too. If you want to learn more about like me, Kayla talking about cycle singing, human design, wellness, all that kind of stuff is on there too. But you can reach out to me on Instagram, shoot me a message and we can talk more. So good. Thank you. And I'll put those links in the show notes and any freebies or anything extra that we decide that we want to add until I publish, those will be in the show notes as well. So thank you for coming on Hope and for sharing this. And it's been like, first of all, I'm excited about the program, but I'm also just so excited because I feel like I was with you since the conception of this. (laughs) And it's it's been been a birthing process. Yeah, It's literally been such a birthing (laughs) process, but it's been so satisfying that I, I use human design to support you and bringing this to life. And then you're yeah. using human design to support other yes. women to bring their business. Like, it's just so fucking good how it's all it's connected. Amazing. Yes, so thank you it. for coming on and sharing thank everything. It was you. such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So I want to thank the listeners. Be sure to check out the show notes. Give Hope a follow. Reach out to her to talk about the aligned entrepreneur if you're ready to take full fucking responsibility for your hormones, your body, and your human design. And make sure you subscribe to the channel. And also, if you can take a moment to leave a review, I would love that so that we can get these episodes out to more people. And of course, if you share this, tag us both on Instagram so that we can like celebrate you and be excited with you. And I will chat with you in the next episode.